You're listening to the Put Your Passion to Work podcast, where together we seek to gather inspiration, motivation, along with tangible tips to start and scale your coaching business. I'm your host, Michelle Marie, mindset and business coach. With over 18 years of business experience, you and I are going to transform your passion of helping others so you too can create a profitable coaching business. Let's have some fun while we build your biz starting right now. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Put Your Passion to Work podcast. It's your host, Michelle Marie. I have a really fun episode for you today. We're talking about launching. I feel like everyone I know or am working with that's a client of mine is in launch mode right now, so I have launch on the brain. So we're going to dive into how not to have an unsuccessful launch. And I know this by experience. So I'm going to give you my story of my launch that I that I did last May, I think it was all the ups and downs that it brought. And I think I was meant to go through that really to have this episode and to be able to coach clients on what not to do because I did everything wrong in that launch that led me to being able to speak so eloquently about it now. I think that had to be a part of my story in order to, one, know what not to do, two, overcome that adversity and that fear of failure that I inevitably felt that maybe if you have had a launch that didn't go the way you planned, you felt like that too. So I'm going to share with you my story. I have a list of about, gosh, five or six things that I believe contributed to my unsuccessful launch. And maybe that's not the right word. I'm going to call it unprofitable. It was successful in the fact of what I learned but it definitely wasn't profitable and I completely flopped in terms of hitting my goal, which I wanted to have a 10K launch. Completely flopped, you guys. So I'm gonna get into that. I wanna read you real quick the review of the week. It comes from Ariel Banyan. Ariel says, awesome, definitely worth listening to, short and sweet. Thank you so much. I would agree, but I am biased. So sit back, grab your notes, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and we are going to dig in. Okay, and just a side note, if you are still in the beginning stages of your coaching business and you don't have a client right now, I want to give you a little pep talk real quick. Use this opportunity to build your runway. And this is also going to tie into one of the steps of how not to have an unsuccessful launch. Back when I decided I was going to launch, I was in and out of feeling aligned to it. I felt as though that's what I needed to do to build that consistent, that holy grail of that consistent income and growing my business to the point where I wasn't trading hours for dollars with like the one-to-one business model, even though that's probably looking back what I should have been focused on more because I was starting to gain momentum with getting clients and I completely stopped putting that offer, so to speak, out into the world and decided it's just time to launch a group coaching program. So I'm not even sure I was ready and in the correct time and place to offer that in my business because of this, the runway. So if you are thinking about doing a launch right now, you guys, or you're a coach and you don't have clients right now, your absolute main focus should be building that runway. And what does that mean? That means getting eyeballs, visibility, and building your email list to the point where when you do have something to offer, you're going to have a nice warm audience with lots of eyeballs on that thing that you want to launch and offer out into the world because that's going to do half of the work in the sales for you so that you won't have to work super hard to pitch. And maybe I'll even share a couple launch tips as well. 
Okay, so no runway. That was my mistake number one for me. What I just told you guys what not to do. Here's what I did. Here's the here's the, the bad news story. <laughs> I had a Facebook group. Yep. I had an email list. That's true statement. What I didn't have is the consistency of sending regular emails to my email list to keep them warm and fuzzy to me of who I was and what I was about and what I was doing and who I was as the expert of this person who helps other women start coaching businesses. I wasn't very clear on that message. I would send emails here and there. I definitely knew that I didn't want to send an email just to send one that wasn't valuable and didn't have anything to offer. So what I ended up doing is not sending anything. And I had, I don't know, less than 200 people on my email list at that time, maybe even 100. And it just was twofold the mistake that I made there. I couldn't expect to have this cold email list with willy-nilly emails here and there and a cold Facebook group with willy-nilly posts and lives in there and then expect someone to buy from me five days later. So let me backtrack a bit. So my initial launch was going to teach someone the beginning stages of how to launch their coaching business. And then I decided to wrap that up in a five-day challenge, which probably was another mistake to be added to this five-step list because I wasn't even feeling aligned to doing a five-day challenge. So why did I do that? I don't know, because some guru said it or I bought some program that said that's what you're supposed to do. Honestly, because I didn't know any better. Now I know that... I had to get real with myself and tell myself, I myself, as a person who has taken other people's challenges, have never finished a five-day challenge. So if I can't even commit to someone else's five-day challenge, by the way, which the one that I joined was a $1,000 giveaway at the end. So if $1,000 of a carrot in front of my nose wasn't enough for me with a really huge guru that I adore and really respected, Who was I to think that I'm going to have a lot of people in my five-day challenge without a $1,000 giveaway and without like the big authority and visibility framework that this other person that I was trying to mimic had? What that really boils down to is I pitched to a cold audience. They didn't know me. They didn't know to like me and they didn't know to trust me. That's what I mean to say when you need to build that runway. So what does building a runway look like? Building a runway looks like having enough visibility, showing up on a consistent basis and just providing value. That's it. Doing that consistently does the third thing on my list, which is how not to have an unsuccessful launch is not enough eyeballs on your thing. The way you get enough eyeballs on your thing, on your product, your service, your program is with the visibility, is with that runway. So if you're sitting here today and you're getting ready to do a launch or you're getting ready to hopefully have clients next month or next quarter, I want you to sit down and have a plan in place on how you're going to reach your perfect person on a regular basis. That's going to look very different for many people. For me, that looks like Facebook. I like to hang out on Instagram and have a pulse there and then also Pinterest. I'll be going into why I love Pinterest so much for a coaching business in another episode But depending on your business model and who you serve, for example, if you have a professional target audience or somebody who is a career-minded person that you want to target, then kind of the no-brainer place to maybe be be visible is going to be LinkedIn. If you have a male-dominated audience or very video-centric or like the how-tos and the quick tips, then maybe 
the video platform of YouTube is your runway, is where you need to be visible. A lot of my clients, though, they have similar audiences, and I can probably blanket recommend Facebook. Um, I personally used to shy away from Facebook until I looked at my Google Analytics on a regular basis and saw, without me barely doing anything on Facebook other than pushing my Instagram post to my Facebook business page, that I was getting a lot of clicks from Facebook onto my website. And I said, ooh, untapped potential. So now I'm loving them in my Facebook group. I'm going live regularly. The algorithm gods are really liking that. So my runway is paying off in the form of more eyeballs because it knows that I'm showing up regularly. So it's pointing more people in my direction. So sit down, make that visibility plan. Where do you want to show up? And I'm going to tell you, I recommend once a week, but if you want to rock start out, do it twice a week. And that can be Instagram, IGTV, or stories. Make that content work for you in two places. But don't burn yourself out and think you need to be everywhere. So one place twice a week or two places twice a week, but it's the same content. You're going to package that up and put it in a blog post and then email your list this week's training that you did or this week's tip or whatever it is that you are teaching on. Okay. So just to recap, I totally scrapped on a piece of paper these five or six things when I was brain dumping, um, okay, what did I do wrong that led me to have a complete flop of a launch last May? Um, and what, here's what I wrote down. I wrote down no runway. We talked about that. Not enough visibility. We talked about that. Now you have a plan going forward. If you're planning to launch or you don't have clients and you're not sure why, this is, this is it right here. Um, I touched on not enough eyeballs which ties into the visibility because the energy that you give something, you need to know that it's going to come back to you in the form of visibility and list building and more uh, people getting into your Facebook group. So give that positive energy out and I promise you, you won't have to do much more than show up and be your authentic self and provide value and you're going to get that step right there. You're going to get the eyeballs in the form of email list subscribers or people to join your group of the group you're going live in to provide value. There's two more things on my list. Um, cold versus hot audience and messaging. Okay, yes. I really want to talk about the messaging because we've already talked about this pitching to a cold versus a hot list. Like you cannot expect to have this Facebook group that you're not regularly showing up for your people in like I did last year and say, hey guys, I have this challenge. Um, I'm going live and don't forget to pay attention to me. Who am I again? My name's Michelle. And then five days later, like love up on them for five days and then pitch them a thousand dollar product. Like that, that just doesn't happen. At least it didn't happen for me. So I can't teach that to any client and know that it's going to get them success. Okay. So messaging. So a landing page or a sales page that leads to this Thing that you want to offer. So for me, it was a, a group coaching program. It was called Passion to Profits Academy, I think it was. The messaging on my sales page, when I was writing it and when I looked at it, seemed perfect. When I looked at it a few months later, when I got a little bit more clarity as to who I was going to serve and how, I looked back at the page and I'm like, no wonder! It was like a knee slapper. It was like, oh, if I had read this as someone who wanted to be a coach... I would have left because I didn't know who I was talking to. I thought I could help someone who has a coaching business, but it's not growing the way they want it to. But then once you got into the actual nitty gritty of my program, 
It was how to start a coaching business. So the messaging was off. The reason why my messaging was off was because, I, first of all, I truly believe it was this. I wasn't completely aligned to who I wanted to help and serve, which is crazy because I can talk to, even back then, I could talk to you and nail it. But when it comes to me, all these weird questions come up. And that's why I believe in the power of coaching. Like, I can coach you things, but I can't coach myself in the same way, which is why I always need a coach. Does that make sense? So anyways, the messaging was completely off, and so I wasn't targeting who exactly it was for and who it wasn't for. And if you don't spell that out for your people, if there's like a 1% question mark above their head, they're going to leave the page or they're going to have questions that hopefully they'll engage you on. Most likely they won't, but if they do, you're, you just made it harder for yourself because now you have to overcome objections. Now you have to answer the same questions over and over if you're even lucky enough to get the questions or the interest of someone to buy. And so I guess the last thing I'll say, what comes up for a lot of people when they're launching, especially the first time, is pricing. And I always say it's kind of like an art, not a science, in that you want to have a price that doesn't undervalue the transformation or the goal that you're going to give somebody. But at the same time, if you overprice yourself, especially the first time, it's a harder sell. It takes more work and more of that no like trust factor to sell someone on a $1,000 product than it takes to sell someone on a $300 product. And I wouldn't say that those two price points are the same. They're not. They're very different. Someone who's willing to spend 1000 is a very different person than someone who's willing to spend 297 And I would never suggest that, hey, take your amazing $1,000 program and decrease it to 300 What I would tell you is, you know what, your $1,000 program that you want to pitch, break that up into two or three parts and like take the bare bones, the stripped down version of that and make it a 101 course that you sell for 297 Then you can always upsell your one-on-one time. You can upsell into a group coaching call, or you can just leave it completely passive DIY. Take this, you don't get any of my time for 297 unless you want to implement like a fast-acting bonus that includes your time. So, the makings of an unsuccessful launch. You guys, my success story, a lot of my success stories come from what I've experienced. So the things that I have experimented with in my business that I can see and prove that are working for me, that brings me income, that's awesome. I get to take that, put it in a checklist or inside of my teachable program, and I get to teach that to my clients and have them achieve the same success that I've achieved, that I that I know I have achieved and can prove that I've achieved. What I can't do right now is say that I've had a successful 10K launch, so hey, let me coach you on a launch. No, I can't word it that way, but here's what I can do is tell you what I did wrong so that you don't repeat those same mistakes. And make no bones about it, this is all the things I did wrong even after a $2,000 investment with two different programs specifically for the purpose of launching. Those two programs that I purchased for launching a program. They were both kind of similar, but kind of different. And I followed one more than I followed the other, and they were both great. But they just, it's not that program's fault. And I would never go back to that person and say, hey, I followed your program and it just didn't work for me. I just didn't know what I didn't know back then. 
now I know so much. And so that's why I really am thankful that I uh, put myself out there and I put myself through the stresses that come along with a launch to say that I did it. Um, I wanted to have the success that I could, you know, shout out on my sales page and shout out to all you guys right now. Like last year when I had my first launch and I got $10,000, I can't, I can't honestly say that. My story, I knew right after it happened, when it was a, a flop, I knew that it was going to become a part of my fabric and framework and story for this moment here to teach you guys what I learned on how not to have a successful launch. What I can do now is I'm rubbing elbows with so many peers of mine. I'm working for clients that are having successful launches and I'm taking notes and taking names and applying what I know, not only for myself, for my business in my future launch, but for my clients right now. Um, so that's why I can confidently sit on, I was on two calls yesterday with clients. I can confidently say, hey, you're launching perfect. I have a plan for you. I have this roadmap. This is what you need to do. How can I say that without having the proof of a 10K successful launch? Because I've launched and I've invested and I know what not to do. And if I could go back in time and tell them the same, tell myself the same things that I'm telling my clients, it would have been a completely different story. I think I rushed the process. So guys, please don't rush the process. I know you want to launch March 1st. This is coming out in February. I know you want to launch 30 days from now, guys. If I had to give this blanket statement of how many days should you give yourself to launch, I would probably say 90. That seems, I know that seems like a long time. You could do it in 60. Matter of fact, I've done, today's a Tuesday. So for example, actually, I think I got my first client this way. My first or my second client. So I had this amazing idea, inspired action moment. It was a Monday. Put it out into the world on like Facebook, in a couple groups, in my own group, and an Instagram. I have this challenge the following Monday. Seven days before my challenge, I'm putting it out into the world via organic marketing. And then Monday, the challenge rolls around. I think I had 10 people sign up and only a hand, like not even half of those people were actually in the group doing the work of this five-day challenge. And at the end, I did my whole spiel and said, hey, did my offer. And I believe I booked a client from that. So it can be done. It can totally be done in a week if you want it to. It can be done in 30 days, but I think for the sake of like busy moms, working a nine to five, it's your first launch, you really wanna be strategic, you wanna have that runway. That includes runway time, you guys, okay? That includes three weeks worth of email writing, ready to go, boom, 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 called up so that you have this very strategic launch where you're promoting via to your email list and also through some sort of live challenge, whether it's a five-day challenge, a three-day challenge, a webinar, a boot camp, like it includes the whole entire creation of that. It includes the whole entire landing page and sales page. It includes my modified drip strategy. Um, so in other words, there's a lot of moving parts if you want it to be like that, but there's also the inspired action, like seven-day plan, boom, but you're not going to get probably as many paying clients with seven days versus if you take your time, build that runway, make the offer, provide sense of value, give a quick win, and then make your offer. Um, if you give yourself a little bit more time, you're going to reap the reward. So 
one of my past mentors, she has, okay, I just thought of this. She has this great analogy, like a bow and arrow. Um, so if you've ever shot a bow and arrow, I have, I have two boys. <laughs> you hold it, right, and you pull it back. And if you only pull it back halfway, 50% of the way, what's going to happen? It doesn't go as far. So that's like the equivalent of a 7 to 30-day launch strategy, right? You're pulling it back halfway. It's going to land. It's going to hit. But it's not going to be that bullseye of like 100 people. You might get lucky and get a few people. And then you're going to have to launch again. And then maybe you'll get lucky and get a few people. But now imagine if you took the time to stretch that bone arrow all the way back and launch it forward. It's going to go further, faster, and your aim is going to be better. Hopefully. Maybe not. <laughs> but it is going to go further, faster. And that is your potential to really get what I said, the visibility, all the eyeballs, as many people as you can into your world. Because statistically speaking, everyone who joins your wait list or your webinar or your five-day challenge, there's a hundred. There's only a percent that's actually going to do it. And then there's a percent underneath that that's actually going to do it to full completion. So like stay throughout the five-day challenge or the three-day challenge or the three webinars. That is just a statistic. So when you see that happening, you are not allowed to feel bad about that because that happens to everybody. And it doesn't matter the size of your audience. Well, it does matter because technically, if you have 100 people on your email list, 10% of those will buy. So that translates to one. And sometimes it's even less. I kind of forget the statistic, to be honest with you. However, I can sit there and say that to you in full honesty and also tell you that I have a friend who I know personally who launched $10,000 with 60 people on her list. I know. It's like, well, which one is it? But it's all about this alignment. My friend was not able to have a 10K launch without premium offers and pricing, without that warm and hot audience just drooling to buy from her, waiting to buy from her, just waiting for her to offer. And she had the visibility, and I'm sure she had that runway built inside her Facebook group or wherever she ended up showing up. Okay, so I want to let you know the statistic so that you're realistic, but I also want you to know that you can write your own success story like my friend did who did a 10K launch with 60 people if you follow these things that I said to you today. So I want to end this with letting you know that anything is possible for you. You can be the rule breaker or the rule maker in your business. Don't take this and get down on yourself. Take this and use it to motivate and inspire you to have a successful launch. Use this time that you think you're not doing anything in your business because you don't have a client and build that runway so that when you are ready to take inspired action and you are ready to offer your products and programs and services, you will have done that legwork and all you need to do now is make the offer and reap the rewards. Hey, real quick before you go, if you are inspired by today's show and you learned something new, I want you to take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Put Your Passion to Work. Because together we can practice abundance, take inspired action, and help motivate other passionate women just like us.